Hey yo, it's your boy Sam Duke. It's your man Tell McHale. It's your boy Warren P. And you are listening to another great episode of You, you Good, Good Bruh. Bruh. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Welcome everyone. Welcome one. Welcome all, man. We're having a uh it's another good Saturday. Thank you guys for pulling up on us and listening to us. Uh we got a special treat for y'all today, man. And I'm I'ma just be real with you. You know, it's this is this is almost like maybe like six six months in the making. You know, we we we've been talking in and out, just kind of uh, you know, I've, I've been watching what he's been doing and and watching the the work that he's been doing out here. Uh, it and to be honest with you, it's been one of the most inspirational like social media journeys that I've watched in the past mm-hmm. year. I'm beyond. I'm gonna be honest because like. You know, it's one of one of those things when you meet somebody, you know them, and then you kind of see, you know, that they're 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 branching out and doing something different. And and when they're your when you're when they're your friends, you just kind of watch. You know what I'm saying? You watch, of course, you support, but then you see the the greatness that's coming from what what's happening. And I just wanted to bring him on the show, man. Um, his his name is Tunji Adebayo, but he goes by uh, the the most blessed man alive. He uh, is you know motivational speaker. He is the, the CEO and the founder of of Rhyme three Rhyme three sixty five LLC, I believe, and he also is uh, one third, I think, of the uh, Pivot and Proceed podcast, man. And so. Guys, help me welcome um, Tunji Adebayo, the most blessed man alive, to the show. Hey, 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 hey. we're gonna do, we're gonna do, yeah, man, we're gonna, we're gonna do our own applause because we ain't got that yet. But, but yeah, man, look, look, man, Tunji, thank you so much for coming on. You know, I, I've been, I've been, a, I've been a fan of the journey, dog. You know, I, I'm being honest with you. Um, here at you good bro we're all about mental health but we're all about you know trying to get men to the, the best p- possible state whether it be physically emotionally mentally uh you know uh spiritually you know we 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 try to to attack all areas of wellness and i really feel like your your brand and where you stand kind of really really uh promotes that so before we go go ahead and pub whatever you got going on first before we even uh start the conversation man the only thing I got a pub is a lifestyle. So my my company, Rhyme LLC, it stands for Ruggedly Handsome Young Men's Establishment. All for rugged is that we're not perfect and we're never going to be. We have rough edges. H for handsome, yeah, you look good, but the old English sense. You can still be molded with your own two hands if you choose to. You can still grow. YM, because the vision is self-sustaining and thriving black communities. How we get there is 100 million black men in flow state. That's when, as y'all say, you're the healthiest version of yourself. You give them from over. So you walk into the room on 110% and y'all get the bonus, right? So you take care of yourself so well. and You have a vision that compels you, that pulls you, and E is for establishment. By the time we get to 100 million black men, there's not a man, woman, or child we wouldn't have blessed. So all I do, what you see on social media is I live through six habits every single day. That is my focus. And I know by me being the healthiest version of myself, it just creates creates a dynamic for what you said. People see the journey, and they're like, yo, how did you get there? And it's yeah. not that I'm so special. It's the habits. And I just need other black men that are aligned with me, that believe in the same thing, to start living the same lifestyle. And how you do the six habits, the six drops is what I call it, how you do the six drops to flow state, is going to bless me. So it's just creating communities, and that's what I'm chasing. Yeah. Got you, got you. Man, I I would like for you to kind of go ahead and dive into the to the to the six drops. Like, what what are those? Like, what what are those habits? And you know, what, and and what brought you to even bringing those to being your six? Uh, you know, habits that you said, okay, I'm 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 gonna fl- I'm gonna roll with this. Yeah. So for for ten years, I've been chasing. Well, in undergrad, I went to University of Georgia, and that I got an opportunity to speak in front of like ten people. I'm like, this is what I want to do for a living. Right, I want to speak. I don't even think they care about what I'm talking about, but it lit me up. But I'm also Nigerian, so I couldn't go home to my Nigerian family and be like, I want to be a speaker now. My mom would be like, is there for a one day? Is there security? You want to be a dentist, and now you're telling me this foolishness. So I have to make it practical. 
So how I became the most blessed man alive is I had an opportunity. My degree was dietetics, nutrition science, and I was a personal trainer. So health was already part of my background. And I asked myself, okay, am I going to teach? So if I can develop this skill of speaking while blessing other really young black men like myself, that was the goal. Give other people the opportunity and expectation I was given my entire life. Other young black men, was I going to get my master's in nutrition? I got an opportunity to teach for America where I got to teach in South Central L.A. And I always knew I was supposed to go to L.A. Once that opportunity came, I was like, yo, I'm the most blessed man alive. You can't tell me nothing. And I've been the most blessed man since. How I got all the way to this point, I taught for seven years, personal training, nutrition, all these different things. But really, it was through hitting rock bottom. I went through a divorce. I was going, and like during that time, being married, and I was not the best version of myself. A lot of failures. And I looked at it when it was, it was kind of like that time with, is this going to work out or not? I was like, if this is going to fail, it's going to fail as the best version of me. And I started to lock in. First was physically. Like, how do I get healthier? Then it was mentally. And in that journey to become the best version of myself, to, so if I could fail, if the marriage failed, at least I would live with myself. I knew that I was the best version of me. I went into every habit of everyone I'd ever known, from my mom to my dad to the other personal trainers, too. And that's how the six drops was invented. Drop one is address the mess, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual. Something that stimulates your brain every day. Emotional, that's practicing gratitude. And spiritual, doing something that brings you to light. It's taking action. It's something that I call it like digging into your gift. What makes time fall away? That's drop one. Drop two is the physical. It's going just beyond the physical. So you find some things about yourself mentally and emotionally through going through your body. Facing physical challenges shows you who you are. So it's not about, oh, I'm going to run for two hours every day. No, you can do it with a wall sit. You do a wall sit for 50 seconds and that's your best? Okay, now I'm going to do 51 seconds. You do 51 seconds and you walk different. So that's drop two just beyond the physical. Drop three is deep clean cold shower. Every day getting that. For me, deep clean is watching myself from head to toe every day. Because when you're going through it, life is, life is giving you them hands. The first thing that goes away is your hygiene. The first thing that goes away is you taking care of yourself. So it's that mentality of every day I'm going to wash myself from head to toe as a reminder that I'm worthy. And then I take it a step further. Is that feeling you get when you get a fresh cut? You're like, talk to me nice. Nah, nah, they're not going to be talking to me any type of way. So every day I get that fresh baldy to send myself that message like, nah, you're going to glisten on me. They're going to talk to you nice. And that cold shower forces you to be in the front seat of life, not the back seat. You can't. It's a real challenge that you have to overcome that you choose. Nobody's going to make you take a cold shower, right? But when you do it, your mind and body says, I don't want to do it. You take three cold, uh, deep breaths. Drop four is eat the bow, drink the O's. I'm a plant-based vegan. I'm not trying to get other people to be plant-based vegan. But I do want plants to be the center of your diet. Eat the bow stands for eating five different colored vegetables every day. Each color speaks to a different nutrient base. So it's making it as simple as possible. But eating it in a way that you love. Food is too a part of our culture for you to be struggling every day like, I hate this. No. If you were to die today, you should be loving what you're eating. And it should love you back. You should thrive after you eat a meal. And then drink the O's is also part of drop four. That's doing breathing practices every day and drinking more than enough water. I don't give people a recommendation saying drink this much water. I say drink, find that pocket that you need to live in. That pocket is just enough. Drop five is creative expression. Doing something every day for the simple fact that you love it. Some people are like, man, I used to love to draw back in the day. Why don't you do that anymore? I love freestyle, and that brings me to life. Why don't you do that anymore? I used to play the drums. All those used tos know. Doing something every day for the simple fact that you love it. And in my program, in Rhyme, we turn it into a skill. My Rhyme 365, I speak every day because I love it. And I'm going to get to the point where I get paid $100,000 a year to touch a stage, to speak, period. And then on that same stage, I'm going to say, this $100,000 is going to a black man's salary. Because when you do what you love every day for five years, Rhyme LLC is going to pay you $100K a year baseline to teach your journey in your community. And I'm right curriculum. I was a teacher for seven years. And that's what I do now with different contracts. So we turn your journey into a curriculum, and then we pay you $100K a year just to do it for other young black men, other black people in your community. And it creates that pipeline. 
drop six is low lift uplift, doing something very simple every day to try and make somebody else's day. The main one I do is the elder call. Everybody got somebody in their life, some old person, grandma, gra they're just like, you pick up the phone and they're like, oh, babe, you don't even got to do nothing but exist. Right? So it's making a point every day to bring light to somebody else and selfishly it brings you light. And I found if I do these six things every day, you can't do nothing with me. I become the light in the darkness. No matter what's going on in life, I'm, I'm it's smooth. I'm clicking on all cylinders. So the goal is to get like other black men living the same way, and they're gonna do these six drops different than I do. And now I can pick up habits from you, and we it becomes a community. Man, what? Look, I'm looking at y'all faces. Hey, I, I want to hear I, what Ward and, and hey, Mikhail got to say about this, brother. I just want to say thank you, first and foremost. Like. I appreciate you and I appreciate brothers like you, but I can tell you're unique and your, your your walk is unique to who you are. You're not trying to be somebody else. And for that, just teaching other men to be themselves and be happy oh. and confident while doing it is much needed out here, man. So, you know, before I got on this podcast officially, I used to send a message to Sam and Mikhail saying like, Y'all doing God's work, and I appreciate you. So uh, I'm I'm sending that same message and love to you, and I support your vision, brother. Like for real, for real. Like I I'm getting goosebumps over here just hearing you speak, man, and and, and the things that you're accomplishing. So I just want to tell you, thank you, God. Love, love, appreciate yeah. you, bro. I mean, pretty much what Warren said. I'll just add that you know, from my seat, I appreciate all the energy, all the thoughtfulness into putting this together in a way that's palatable. It's not overwhelming. You know, most of the time when I talk to clients, you know, they're intimidated by the process of change and being a better version of themselves. And you have to kind of speak in a way that matches their language with what the path you know they need to go down. And I just feel like the way you outlined the process is simplified enough that anybody should be able to to read read this and kind of jump in, you know, feet first, not halfway, not not peeking around a corner on the fence. But I mean, you're not asking them to do anything that's unhealthy or difficult if they know what they're doing, if they know the steps. And I and I really appreciate the thoughtfulness of how you put this together. Um, yeah. Well, so, bravo, man! What look? <laughs> I I don't know about y'all, but just listening to Tuji speak, man, he got me like on a on a little high. Like I'm like, hell yeah! This definitely in his vein. Yeah, no, it's 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 real to see somebody so in their bag like this, man. Yeah. And 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 what what I what I admired the most about what I've seen with the, within the past year, year and a half, or you're in almost a quarter now, brother, is is the is the daily drops bro like it's the daily videos i think last year you set off on a on a journey uh to 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 post some inspirational some uplifting some you know something positive every day or just something real because i mean some of it was some of it was just what was going on in real life you know mm -hmm. in, in real time and and i set off on a journey with you i'm not gonna lie like I was like, I like, you know, so somebody put something on like, oh, hold me accountable. I'm going to do this. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm that person that I'm going to go look and see if you did it. Like, I'm just being real. Like, that's just me. And and it it started like the top of the year last year. I started seeing it. And I, then I, I would go back and check in. I was like, oh, shit, like he's actually doing this shit. And then you go you talk about 90 days in. It's like, oh, man, he's 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 gaining his momentum. Like you could see the, the difference between video one and video 90. Then you're like halfway through the year. And I'm like, yo, this is this is blessing me. You get what I'm saying? Like I, I, I caught myself. Like getting a little more active, sharing these videos, sending them to you know people that I think okay this one this one's for my brother he's gonna love this one you know whatever the case may be, and then there came this moment I'm not gonna lie to you where I mean because my thing is you know I think when you put things out into the world the one thing one thing about putting things out into the world is like everything ain't for everybody, but there's every once in a while there it, there's that one that hits you 
You know what I'm saying? That's that one that it's like, yo, he was talking to me. You get what I'm saying? Sermon. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's that it's that sermon. It's that thing. It's like, damn. Like I was trying. I, you know, of course. All the other times, like, oh yeah, man, this is good for everybody. But you know, I'm I'm in my I'm I'm straight in that area. But it's like there was one that you dropped, and I think I sent it to you. I was like, dog, you viral. You know, it's like because I I didn't I didn't see it from your page. I saw it from another page. Yeah. And, yeah. and and they had like you know edited the video and you know made it look all you know <laughs> all, yeah. all cra- you know what I'm saying. And and I I think I I want to share this one with you guys because I feel as if it's one of those things where it's like look. It blessed me, so maybe it'll bless you. I'm going to just bless y'all with two of my favorite, you know, one from last year and one that you just you just did just recently, brother. And then I'll, then we can kind of get into the daily drops and the journey that has been for you, okay? Absolutely. 100 years ago, Rumi, 13th century Muslim philosopher, said, do not feel lonely. The entire universe is inside you. And now Neil deGrasse Tyson is breaking down what the human body is made of. And he's like, in order, you are made up of hydrogen, oxygen, carbon, and nitrogen. The entire universe, that's the stars, everything, is made up of hydrogen, oxygen, carbon, and nitrogen. You are literally the universe. 13th century Muslim Rumi, he also said that, stop acting so small, you are the universe in ecstatic motion. And what he was saying is, you are literally the stars. You are the sun, act like it. May you shine like it today. May you bring light and life to everything you touch. May you understand your power. That if people are too close and they can't handle it, they will get burned. But they need your warmth. And if they are too far, they will freeze. Let's get it today. May you shine like the star you are today. Let's get it. That that's that's the first one. That's the first one. I'm about, I'm about to I'm about to play the second one. This is this is more recent, and and, and this one blessed me as well. And so I, I mean, you know, once we get through, we're gonna talk about these real quick. Measure of a man is what he does with power, and I was like, whoa, off the hook, because I was thinking power is you know lots of money, lots of control of other people, determining people's lives. No, power. The definition, the first one, is the ability to do something. And it's like you will be measured by what you do with the abilities that you have. And I was humbled because this morning, one of those abilities, just being able to get out of bed, the power to defy gravity, you can stand up and lit and walk. And I, and I took it for granted this morning, like that measure of a man. I wasn't the man that I wanted to be. Hold on five more minutes. I, uh. And what hits so hard is there is somebody laying in a bed, praying to a God they don't believe in. But that same power I'm taking for granted. It's really like you are measured by what you do with the blessings you have. That's when they double down and you get more. That's when you have the power to empower others. When you do right by what you have and I didn't do right by it. But the beautiful thing is if you measure yourself, you get an opportunity to move differently. For the rest of this day, we move differently. May God look at us with the power he's given up already. The power she's given us already and say, I chose the right one. May you stand up, defy gravity today like it is the miracle that it actually is. May you walk, talk, and act like you've been in power. May that power bless others. Let's get it today. Man, let me tell you something, man. Waking up, some some of these come in early in the morning. And waking up and hearing that, man, some days it took me that to get me to do the things that I needed to do that day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it moved me in that way. The first one I'm going to tell you, when I watched that one, man, I ain't going to lie, a little, a tear dropped down my eye because I was in a space. I was in a bad space. And I was watching that. I was like, man, he's, he's right. You know? And so I want to talk to you about that journey, man. When you started this, what space were you? Because good things, I, I always say good things come out of bad spaces. That's just me. You know, so I was just like, where were you in life when you decided, you know what, I'm going to do this every day for a year? Where were you at? So what's so funny is the videos, I call it a beautiful selfishness. It's not for you or for anybody else. It's for me. It gets me to do what I need to do every single day. And I talk about like being on 110, that's what requires me to come in with this energy. It's organic, it's earned, right? Confidence is earned, this energy is earned, and that's what it requires for me to be on 100. And I found that really when I was in 
like I said, I was going, I was married, but we were separated at the time, going through a divorce, and I was really just trying to dig into, like, I need to be better, right? What does it take for me to be whole? Not for someone else, but for myself. And that'll be a blessing. And one thing I've realized, I just come from a great community. I have seven older sisters, my boys, seven girls and me. My mom is her. My dad is him. So it's like my best friends are like, they've always been good men. Like, and then I'm the brother. And the chapter, I, everything that I've had in life is like, when I failed, it was on me. I have a responsibility to everyone around me to really just be, be the best version of me. So when I really looked in this space and I just started picking up all these different habits, I really was like, I just started talking to myself. And I always loved quotes. I always loved, loved all these different things. And I found myself recording for me and going back and listening to it for me. And then I found as I went through, not even just last year, the year before that, a lot of people don't realize I did this before last year. It started off in like May. Well, I was doing Monday through Friday, and I took the weekends off, right? I was like, let me enjoy my Saturday and Sunday, right? Because I wasn't, like, not that full commitment, but it was just enjoying, enjoying the journey, enjoying the process. So that first video was from what I call my zero year, where just Monday through Friday, I was doing it for me, and I was, I was getting in a groove. I was getting in a pocket. <clears throat> but it got to a certain point when you do something for yourself and you're digging into that gift. And I define a gift as something that, not that you're good at, you can, you can be trash at it, but it lights you up. Like it makes you smile when there's nothing to smile at. It makes you laugh when there's nothing to laugh at. And it makes time fall away in the midst of pain. You going through it, you can do this thing for five minutes and it turns into an hour. And speaking, finding quotes, like it lighting me up, mm. that's the gift for me. And when you... When you talk about your gift to make room for you, when you put in enough time in your gift, all of a sudden it becomes a skill where you can give the gift back. And that's what we're seeing now, like year two, day 400 and something. They were, what is it, 400 and like 430 something, whatever day it is. But year two, day 70, now you're seeing a gift that can be given back. But every single day, all I have to do is show up for myself and other people will be blessed by it. And I think it's really. Every day I get what I need. But based on the space somebody else is in, they stumble upon the video. My personal opinion, I was cooking for me yesterday. Just like <laughs> I'm cooking for me today. Just like I'll be cooking for me tomorrow. But then somebody like you'll stumble upon it. And I think people press play, people listen, people continue to listen when they need it. And then they get what they need. Because you actually needed it that day. Right. Yeah. So my whole thing is show up for yourself every day, dig into that gift, and other people will eventually be blessed by it. But you need to do what you need for you today. So that's what the Rhyme 365 yeah. is. If I die today, I, I, I fulfilled my purpose. Because I believe purpose is a becoming, is a chasing that version of yourself that God made you to be. So every day I wake up and for me, I do what I'm supposed to. And because we're all connected, other people are going to eat as well. Yeah, it's definitely a ripple effect. When you when you when you plant seeds, you don't know when they're gonna germinate. You know what I mean? But you you plant them with the faith that it's gonna bring fruit in due time. And so that's what affirmations technically is: is that you know you speak in life to life. You know, because so often we speak negatively about ourselves, about our situations, about the people uh, that are supposed to love us, and that means you're missing the whole picture of the process of how people grow. And I think that that's one of the things that kind of caught my attention. Because so I think it was day 323. <laughs> and you spoke <laughs> about a cold shower. Mm -hmm. And so this so this is funny. This is funny for me when because I'm on this I'm on a um, on a body hack journey. So I'm, you know, you speaking about being nutrition. I'm, I'm into hormones, neurotransmitters, and and the chemicals that make up, you know. And you mentioned cold shower, and I was like, oh, so this is gonna be about, you know, raising your testosterone levels, and and building resilience in mind. And it's like, just reading it, I went to 
like areas that I'm becoming proficient in. But at the same time, I got a different perspective from you that was, to me, even more powerful than just the science. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's the stuff that you're throwing out into the world. And I don't mean throw like as in random, but the stuff that you're putting out into the world, it taps to the, to the listener and makes it relevant for them. Just the title of it pulled me in because I've been doing researches on cold baths and, and showers and, and I ain't going to go down that nerd path. But I'm just saying that just the context in which you were trying to put it out tapped into me and brought me into another space. And I, I really wanted to, you know, kind of give you your flowers on that because ain't too many brothers like you. I agree with that. You know, I know you're saying you're going to pay 100K to to somebody. I don't know that anybody can do it like you. You did what I'm saying. Like, I think I want you to. Um, what's the word I'm looking for, Sam? I don't I don't want you to miss your walk in a way that anybody can do this. Mm. Man, I mean, it's it's definitely it, it's definitely a, a unique walk. It's one of those that it's it's clear that you know how, and this is not to get too religious, but you know how like yeah. they they uh they talk about a calling, in, like for for like people that have uh that that are in the church. They're like, oh no, anybody can't just preach the word. It got to be a a calling. You know what I'm saying? Like there's something has to call you to do that there needs to be some oil some anointing some you know some kind of space it's almost like you have that bro and you've always had it i'm not gonna like you know even before right. you were doing what you're doing here you know meeting you in college you know and, and being around you the spirit was infectious right like don't, nobody left tunji space and didn't know you were around Tunji at some point. You get what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it didn't matter if you was at a frat house, at a party, at the school, schoolyard, walking by. Like, you knew you were in the presence of, of Tunji because of the way he moved, the spirit that he moved with, you know? And I think that I think that's what Mikhail's trying to say. It's like, there's not, there there's a lot less of people out here that have that. You know, and, and and we want we don't want to make it so that it's I, I don't know. It's like this is it's it's one of those things like you're walking in your walk and it's a very unique walk, you know, and and so that that's that's the speak the piece of it. Now, let me ask you about, you know, the the positive, the affirmations and the inspiration and the, and the, the journey. Were, was there ever a point where you're just like, man, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm just being real. Like, was there ever a point like. Shit, I started. <laughs> I told everybody I would do a year, and it's day two thirty-five, and I'm like, "Fuck it." What? It's it's so a point now. It's like because it's so aligned to who I am as a human being, and I've also set up in my mind like, okay, I'm chasing a beautiful failure. Like this is what I'm going to be chasing till the day I die. Mm -hmm. A hundred million black men in flow state. When you make that decision, right? Like. A lot of people think like, oh, it's one thing, because we all have callings. The question is, do you answer? And most of us do not, because it's scary. And you know you have all these five different skills you could do. You could do six different things. You could do three different things that you're cold at, all the, but to choose one and saying, I'm going to, like, this is worth it. Even if I never touch the 100 million, this is worth chasing. Victor Frankl, I found this quote just last week. He said, Man, man's uh, problem is not that he wants attentionless state. Real, real talk, what men want is to struggle and strive towards a goal that's worthy of him. And I just found something that requires me to be more. So on those days, and also I made it in a way where this is about me. Right? Every day it's for me. If y'all get blessed, that's just a bonus. Okay, you got something from it too. But every day I need to do what I need to do for me. It's like where every day you expect like, no, I need to eat today to thrive. I'll put this in a place in my mind where I need to make this video like I need to breathe. And if I don't do it, it's, I'm not okay with me. Like, F how everybody else feels. 
Like, I don't care if you watch the video. I need to do this for me. If it's 12 o'clock already and I haven't done the video, my body feels some type of way. Mm. Right? It's, now I can't, I can't function anymore. Because it's like, nah, man. And don't let it get to the point where it's afternoon and I have all these other things to do. I'm willing to shut down anything else to make this happen. Even the point where I wasn't like a full-time entrepreneur where I controlled my time. I would get fired if it meant that this, this is going to get done. This is more important than anything else. And when you get to that place in your mind and it's for you, the beautiful thing is the confidence, right? Because it's not that I'm this, all of a sudden I'm in this superior mental state and I'm just this superhuman. I still look at myself like, bro, it's year two, day 70. Like, my nigga, how did we get here? Like, I'm looking at myself like, bro, it's a trip. Yeah. But just like continuing with yourself every day, every day is a different level of confidence because I get to talk to myself differently now. They, the confidence comes from the word, I think it's, I can't remember if it's Latin or Greek, but it's confidere. And all it means is trust with self. And I've built up so much trust with self. Now I can walk into any space on this planet and feel confident to be me. Because I said I was going to do something and I did it. I said I was going to do something and I did it. And the beautiful thing about this journey is I want to, when you talk about Sam, you said like, I have this energy. I just feel like I was a black man. I'm one of the few cases where I've been loved correctly for a lifetime. I've been disciplined correctly for a lifetime. I've given the right opportunities for me to thrive for a lifetime. And I feel like it's a responsibility. When I say the most blessed man alive, that's a responsibility to bless other black men in the way I've been blessed, to create a pathway where it says, guaranteed, if you walk down this path for you for five years, I guarantee you, you're going to eat. At the very least, you're going to touch this 100K. And the thing is, as black men, I don't believe we have enough guarantees in life. Where, like, I'm trying to be super systematic where I say, even after I die, I want to put this into a trust where it's not about Tunji anymore. Where this, these millions are sitting here, and you know that this position is, is there. I do my five years for me. I cultivate my gifts into a skill that my community can eat off of, that I eat off of, oh, we Gucci. That money's there. So when you say that, like, you know, I'm special, I do agree, but I believe we are all special. It just looks different. For me, it's speaking. So that's a skill that is it's very apparent. But you can get lost in somebody's drawing. You can get lost in somebody fixing cars. We've been watching videos where somebody is, I don't know, cleaning carpets in the car or something like that. For two <laughs> Duh, you know what? Like, bro, you just ahead, said you ahead. get lost. Bro, it's really weird that you said that because I like watch this. This is ridiculous. Anybody who knows me is going to be like, what? Bro, I watch YouTube hoof cleaning videos where like folks are cleaning cow hoofs and they're really good at it. Like you have to be very precise in how you cut the hoof so that the cow doesn't get nerve damage and doesn't. You know, they, they may have issues with like a, like a, the tiniest pebble can mess a cow up to the point where they can't walk. And I, I watch those videos, but it's really because, like you said, they've perfected what they're doing. They're doing it to like a precise, a precise level that it was like, man, how did they get to the point where you're this good at slicing? They, they slice the hoof so thin you can see straight through it. I'm telling you, and we're, we're, we're addicted to that chase for perfection. Right, the Kobe's, the Jordans, anybody that reaches a level where you're like, nah, bro, that's different. Yeah. Like, that's special. That's uniquely them. And it's a beautiful, and that's when we say somebody has touched genius, when whatever they're doing, they're like an artist. You're just not doing the thing anymore. And the beautiful thing about it to me is that can be anything. Like you said, hoof cleaning, carpet cleaning. Somebody can walk in a way where it's like, this man is just walk like, how you do to like, <laughs> and it's just mind boggling. That So it's everybody finding their own thing where year two, day 70. What hit me recently is, I'll, I'll share two stories. One recently, a uh, chick in L.A. that I don't even know, she like, I just want to thank you for what you do. Sometimes I watch your video on mute first and look at your facial expression and how expressive you are. It's like watching a master at work. And then I listen to the sound. I was wow. like, uh, what? Wow. 
right? I was like, I had no idea. And then I did the same thing, and I was like, nah, she has a point. And I didn't realize, like, this is happening when you stay down with something. That skill develops in ways you don't even realize where she pointed it out to me. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a five-year journey at least, and it's year two, day 70. Y'all going to have to talk to me nice. Right? We ain't even <laughs> close to the end, right? By the time, and that's what bothers my mind, too. I just get interested, like, what does year five look like? Yeah. What does year 10 look like, year 11? And so that's the beautiful thing. And when we talk about doing what you do for you in a way that blesses others, when we talk about year one, I can't remember the day it was, but I remember the quote. The quote was from Lao Tzu, this Chinese philosopher. He said, what a caterpillar calls the end, the rest of the world calls a butterfly. Mm. Wow. And I was like, ooh, right? That's one of them quotes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, good, nice. And I was just breaking it down, say, like, sometimes we think whatever the end of something is, it can, it can literally destroy us. And that destruction is what builds something new, going into that cocoon, finding a way. Then this, I was like, whoo. And the thing is, you never know. Some videos at this point, it'll get like 25,000, 100,000. Some will be 200, 200 views. Yeah. Some will be 100 views. And they, they all feel the same to me. And I find it so crazy that whenever I have a one that is 100 views, right, I'll look at the comments or even something less than that. And this was one of those videos where it was like 100 views or something like that. Yeah. This lady was like, my daughter just died, my baby girl. And this helped me in a way you can't understand. Thank you. Wow. I was like, bro, what? This had me stuck. Because I did this for me. This was not for her. And that's what had me trip. Like, because I showed up for me, this lady is going something, through something that I can't even imagine. This was not my intention to bless somebody that's going through something like that. I didn't even think my words could touch somebody in a place like that. Like, I don't know if I can make it through that. And she's yeah. like, this helped me. Yeah. And that story just sticks with me. Like, who's losing because you're not doing what you're supposed to do for you? Boy. Shit, but hey. <laughs> hey, that, hey, that just made <laughs> You motivated me. That, it, it's, it's wild today. He's he's in his bag, man. Look, <laughs> I, you said something, and I want I don't want to skip over it, man. You said you were loved properly. I want to talk about that, man. I I, I want to give us a, a small glimpse. You don't have to go too deep, but give us a small glimpse of what it was like growing up. You know, you said you said you had seven siblings, but parents. Like where your mom, dad, like where what did that look like? How you said you love properly. I wanna I wanna hear what, what that aspect is from your from your vision and from where you come from, your perspective. Yeah, so uh really and even when you watch some of my videos, you see me say God and she. Right? Because God primarily in my mind is a he, but I intentionally say she because my mom showed me what the love of God in practice in reality looks like giving somebody love when they really don't deserve it anymore right when they really like that grace and she showed me that in different times of failure but really when i was i think it was like middle school and early elementary school coming from nigeria to the united states and being that chubby black kid that's african wearing like the booty shorts and all the different <laughs> colors and you know you trying to fit in you trying to get in your bag i had my lot 29 I sold all my video games in middle school because, like, now nah, I'm a jump fresh. Yeah, like, I know, right? They're going to show the kids some love. And it was, it was little Bow Wow season, little Romeo. You ain't being dark-skinned and getting any type of action. You already know what it is. Yeah, right? man. It's a different era. And I just felt like, you know, I was going through a lot of the time, and I had made up in my mind that you ugly. Right, I really, I looked at myself in the mirror like, yo, Tuesday, you ugly. What are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> really? I had this conversation as like a sixth, seventh grader. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I'm going to be, I'm going to be funny. But not funny in a ha-ha world community funny. Like, nah, yeah. you roast me, I'm roasting you. You, bet, and I, yeah. you know, you make that decision. Yeah. And I got good at it. I started like boom, 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 boom. And there was a pocket of time where 
it's like these two moments kind of like married to each other. One, it was like the end of seventh grade or end of eighth grade going into high school. And somebody was like, nah, like I thought somebody I considered a friend. They're like, nah, I don't like to. He always got something to say about somebody for no reason. Mm-hmm. I was like, Ooh. I became <laughs> the person I didn't want to be. Yeah. Specifically because my mom told me for an early age, like, because it was boy, seven girls, then boy. And my dad didn't want any more children. Right. He just thought it was going to be another girl. He's already has like eight kids. He's done. And it's not all for my mom. He's had like different wives through our life and everything like that. So he's like, I don't want to I don't want to have this child. Like, like, like having an abortion. And my mom's like, no. Mm. And she didn't tell me the story till way later on. But in elementary school, middle school, she what she told me is like, no, you don't understand. Like I fasted and prayed for you. I battled for you. Yeah. The way you look, the way you talk, the way you sound, the way you smell, everything about you, specifically, I ask God for. I pray for you to be a light into this world, and that's what you're here for. So be a light. Figure it out. You are not a mistake. And that is a seed that planted into my mind that I always joke with her, like, if that was a lie, that was the best lie ever told, because the kid was <laughs> right? And that seed just grew. Yeah. And even in the sense of I had, I could have easily have been spoiled as the youngest of nine, but because I had seven older sisters in that household, they were like, okay, go iron Tunji's clothes. And I'd be like 10 years old, Tunji, go iron your own clothes, right? Just though, <laughs> though, and a different dynamic. All of my sisters graduated, my brother too, graduated high school, college, multiple degrees. And they all had different varying levels of intelligence, interest, all these things. So growing up, it was the expectation to succeed. At the very and I was a finesser. I was a slacker. If this was the bar, I'm sitting right here. Right? <laughs> I call like, nah, I'm not. A, oh, let's be the greatest of all time. No, I call it last minute legend. If it's due three weeks from now, talk to me the night before. Right? <laughs> Dark outside, yet I got time for it. Not. That was my mentality, and to still show up. But the only reason I had that expectation because my family was built that way. There's no way that you're coming home without at least a B. So that's the standard I met. So when I stepped into the classroom as a teacher, my whole dynamic, everything about me was like, nah, I have a responsibility to give them the same thing that I was given. Like be like create a dynamic where you're expected to succeed. So in the classroom, even now, like that blessing came back to me in the sense of like the the mother I was given and even my dad. Right. It's so crazy because my dad passed away last week. He died. Condolences. Condolences, brother. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you. But even that is a blessing because I got him till I was third, till I'm 32 years old. And he had like two forms of cancer, multiple myeloma. In the past few few years, I got to know him in a way that I didn't before. Like going through a divorce and he like divorced multiple times and had an issues with women. It went from me growing up my entire life, pointing him like, you did this to my mom, you did this to my mom, to me understanding him differently. Mm. He got a chance to look at his mortality, so we started to talk different. We talk about black men not saying I love you. That double, triple down for African men. We the same. <laughs> man, no matter what? what continent you touch, like, <laughs> you haven't been told I love you growing up. You're not, it, it was, he was orphan. So his mom died like when he was like seven or 11. His dad died when he was 17. So he really raised himself and his sibling in, a, in his own type of way. So he didn't have that emotional connection. My dad was like, if I do right by you financially, you're going to go to school. You're going to have everything you need financially, and my job is done. And that's the culture we came from, right? So he was a great dad in that sense, especially when I consider that dynamic of he didn't have that example. And he didn't have that motherly example either. But yet he accomplished all these things. When I tell you he dropped gems throughout my life, he told me when I was young, when I was in high school, there's two things. High school, he told me like, I was like, man, I really don't care about making money like that. I want to change the world. I want to be, I want to have impact. He looked me dead in my soul. He said, yeah, that sounds good. But you'll, you'll help a lot more people as a rich man than a poor man. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't lying. Yeah, he ain't lying. He told the truth. He ain't lying. You serious about helping people? You're going to need money to do that, my G. Right? You can't, he said, like, you can't help somebody else. If you try to figure out 
It's like you said it in Yoruba, but I can't remember how it was said. But basically, if you worried about carrying and balancing the weight on your own head, how are you going to try and help somebody else? Mm. No, like get yourself right together first and then help other people. And then the second Jimmy dropped right before I went to college. He told me and my best friend this multiple times. But the part that sticks out is before I left for college, he said, you need to remember three things. Remember who you are. Remember where you came from. And remember what you're there for. And you'll be okay. Mm. Like, remember who you are. That's, that's your family. That's who raised you. Like, remember where you came from. That's the place. That's the community. That's what we represent. Like, you, were, you came to America for a reason. I sacrificed for you. My dad was a millionaire in Nigeria. When we first came here, this man was working at, as a security guard at like the strip mall in order to get by because of all the money it took to bring like nine, 10, 11 kids over here. Cause some mm. of his siblings kids as well. My mom was working at Wendy's when she had a degree and a master's degree in Nigeria. Mm. So when I talk about being loved correctly, all the sacrifices that were made to this point, and then to wrap it up, like before my dad, like I said, these last two years, my dad started to open up in a way where I had conversations with him like I never had before. We talk about nutrition, we talking about health, we talking about the future. He's organically like sharing emotions and things he's been through and what he's learned and just like how he would say, yo, I lived my life beautifully. If God gives me extra time, then it's extra time, but I never thought I would reach this age. Live your life well. Just so I feel like I'm blessed to have the father that I had where I've had cousins call me up now and say, your dad is the only dad I ever knew. I wouldn't be in the United States if it wasn't for him. My dad didn't do what I was supposed to, and your dad picked up that slack for no reason. For when your dad to die, those are the calls you get, and Man. that's your dad. And then I think about all these moments. So when I talk about being loved correctly, a lot of people just think it's being held or being kissed. Like, no, some of, some of that is you better than what you're doing right now. Mm. Somebody to, mm. For somebody to look through your entire life and expect greatness up out of you. Always, no matter how low you fall, greatness is what expected. And then to have opportunities to thrive. So when I talk about stepping out into the world, my whole job is to scale that blessing for others. Because I know that when I get to heaven, God's going to pull up that board and be like, look at what I, look at the mother I gave you. Look at the friends I gave you. Look at the siblings I gave you. This is what you could have done. Right? And I don't want, I, I want it to be like, I step into heaven and God's like, my God. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I know, like, right? I want God to be pushing angels. Like, watch out, the kid. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what time it is. Yeah. I'll be right by what you gave me. Yeah. That's what I'm chasing. Because um. I know. I know, and it haunts me, and it's a beautiful haunting, the fact that I know that I haven't been given what everybody else has been given. So I need to step out into the world, and as Sam said, you need to feel that love, you need to feel that blessing, you need to feel that opportunity, because it's not, a, my dad told me this too, a blessing is made, as soon as it's put in your hand, it's made to be able to give out. The second you close your hand, you stop receiving blessing, because you close your hand to stop sharing it. It's supposed to flow through you. So man, man. that's really my mentality. And that's why I keep eating. That's why I keep getting opportunities. That's why I keep growing. Because our Zig Ziglar said this. If you can help enough people get everything they want in life, you'll get everything you want in this life. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's real, man. I, <laughs> real talk. I, I will say this, man. For the people that are listening, you know, for me, it's been refreshing, and I know we've all kind of just said, man, this has been refreshing. This is great. For people that are listening and say, man, look, I'm listening to Tunji, man. How do I get connected with him? What services does he provide? Like, can you go ahead and lay it out for them? Like, what what services do you provide out here? Is it just is it just speaking? Do you do one-on-one coaching? Like, what, what do you do, you know, outside of – like, if somebody wanted to connect with you, how can they connect with you, man? Absolutely. Or, so – Right now, I would say primarily, if we're talking schools, I have a contract with a company, Revolution of One, where they are like the visions are aligned. And I do workshops in schools for students in schools, like completely free at this point. 
the whole point is making the connections for the brand with the brand and helping students be the main change agent in their life. So if you're a teacher or you have anybody that's connected to a middle school or high school, like hit me up on Instagram at the most blessed man alive. Email is rhymellc at gmail.com and send me an email. I'll be to that school or whatever. And now that's free. And as far as like black men, Mondays at 9 p.m., I have a, just an open Zoom room, what I call it, Flow Chasers Weekly. And I'm just sharing the habits that I'm going through, what my week looked like. And it's really been one-on-one. -on -one. A brother hit me up on Instagram just like, yo, I respect the journey. Kind of the same thing is like, what does one-on-one -on -one coaching look like? And, and I need to do better about this because, like you say, money is necessary. But I need you to win. You winning makes me win as well. So I said, okay, let's just do this flow chases weekly and I can help you thrive. And then it being one-on-one -on -one with him has helped me create a dynamic where when like y'all want to hop on as well, it makes sense. We already in a groove, yeah. right? It feels good in that space when y'all hop on. So if you go onto my website, www.rhymellc.com, you can register for that on Monday nights at nine. But as far as the one-on-one, -on -one, same thing. You can go to my website, hit the services tab to figure out, okay, I want to do one-on-one -on -one coaching. And then I send you some resources for the package. And then we have weekly meetings where we go through the six drops. I share with you what I have going on. And based on what you love and what you're trying to do, we build it out for you uniquely. Like, for example, drop two, just beyond the physical. I've hated cardio my entire life. Me too. Like they said, <laughs> if somebody told me, run. Or be morbidly obese and die. And I'm like, yo, we all got to die sometime. You know how people right. got to think we're like, yeah. <laughs> stop, stop smoking weed or die. And they're like, yeah. right? That's Roll what I'm just about running. Roll like, up. it just ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I found boxing cardio, like footwork, like sticking and move. And like, for now, like, when I tell you, I started off the year, I was going to do 90 days, like, just like footwork, 30 minutes. That's it. Yeah. Working on footwork, like being honest, because it makes you think. Like if somebody was really in front of me trying to punch, and I saw an Andre Ward clip, like he's like, I'm so blessed that my first trainer taught me that to stick and move. The objective of the game is to hit and not get hit. You're not get hit. Speed your first level of defense. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm teaching myself, be honest. Move with your feet, and I just keep finding footwork videos. Where three months, I'm like, let's cultivate this skill. Bruce Lee said, I don't fear the man that knows a thousand kicks. I fear the man that know, that's done one kick a thousand times. So I'm like, okay, what does it look like to perfect this skill? I made it about 62 days straight, and I'm like, okay, failure. I went on vacation, and I just fell off. <laughs> but 62 days straight, abs started poking out. I'm like, yo, talk to me nice. This is a beautiful failure. <laughs> right? And I get lost in cardio now. When we talk about five minutes turns into 30 turns into an hour. So I, I help you find out, okay, what is it going to be for you? It may not be boxing. But I do know, like, as black men, why I focus on the boxing as well for myself and for others, you walk different when you know you can defend yourself. Okay. You walk different when you're not yeah. just talking about, oh, I just black out and I got these hands. No, I worked on it this morning for 30 minutes. I, I focused on sticking and moving. I focused on, like, all these different things. When you know you can defend yourself, all of a sudden you're not an aggressor. Yeah. You like train for the moment of truth. Hours, right? You step into rooms, it's a violent spaces, and you're like, my brother, chill. Like, we can, you can use your mind better when you know you can defend yourself. So that's one of my goals as well. So, okay, let's figure out a method of self-defense as working out. So it's that two birds with one stone. Not right. only do you cultivate a skill, and it's not just about being so swole. No. Every day you can get better and you feel that confidence build. So now it's an everyday thing when you're walking out like feeling good about yourself rather than six months down the road when I'm, whoa, no, I want to win today, not just six months from now. But look, still, uh, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question. Because everything you're offering, I can't see anybody not wanting to, to do one of these things. But what I will say in the spaces that we're in right now, I get phone calls, emails uh, from people looking for help, but they are not what I'm offering is not appropriate for the type of help that mm -hmm. they need. Like you can't call me and be like, yo, my son is schizophrenic. Pause. 
I can't assist an unmedicated schizophrenic person. Like, so who who is your? Uh, I don't want to say target market. Who? What demographic is best served in what you're doing? Like, what is too much? Because you're gonna get. I'm gonna tell you right now. You're gonna get calls from mothers with sons, no dads involved, or the dad is not the best role model. Who is your target? Like, who can you help one on one, and is would fit what you're trying to do? Black men. I don't care the age. I don't care what's going on. And I also, I'm also realistic, right? Because, like you mm-hmm. said, this is tangible and touchable for everybody. Right. It's just the entry point. But what I also know is the pocket I'm in, when I do have that first conversation, we engage, we figure out where you're at, and it's not about figuring out all at one time. We start one drop at a time. You can do all six, but one is what you're going to build your confidence with. So if you know like creative expression, like doing something you love every day lights you up, mm-hmm. we need that discipline and build that confidence through that. So, yes, you're going to try and find meals you love, drink water. Yes, you're going to do address the mess, find quotes and everything like that. But if drawing is that thing for you, five minutes every day, rain, sleep, somebody passes away, death, whatever, you are going to draw every day for five, at least five minutes a day for 30 days. And then we have our next conversation, right? If, if it's the, and that's how I usually start. Because I need you to build that confidence with yourself, and I need to know you're serious. That's what I did with the brother that's on the flow chasers weekly. I said, okay, for 30 days, this is what you need to do for you, not yeah. for me. And work. then I know there's commitment there. So there's some people that I said, okay, I just need you to do 100 push-ups a day. Not straight, right? Because they want me to personal train them just specifically. I said, get to the point where for 30 days, you do 100 push-ups a day. I don't care if it's 20 in the morning, 20 in the afternoon, 20 here. Like, break it up however you want to. But when you get to the point where you said you're going to do this and you've done it, man, we'll start out the first 30 months, 30 days free. And then we'll talk about payment just because I know that you're committed. Mm -hmm. So what I always do is it's about that personal journey as well. It's not really about me. The framework works. I know it does because I'm living proof. I'm still growing. But you have to get to the point of, okay, I choose my entry point, and I say the path of least resistance. You don't choose the one that you're going to struggle with the most. It's hard enough to grow already. Right. So if you know that, okay, blessing other people really takes you to that place, you start off with drop six. Every day you get lost in a memory of somebody that just held you down in life. And you send them a voice note, you send them a call, boom. And now after 30 days, the beautiful thing about drop six is, all of a sudden, you've forgotten about all these people you hit up day seven, day 14, day 12. And now you walk into a space and somebody's like, yo, no, nah, bro, I needed that. And you're like, what, what you talking about? And you yeah. forgot that three weeks ago you hit them up with a voice note sharing a genuine memory. Yeah. Like, like what is it, Warren? Like you said, you do. Like, you know, you're doing God's work. When you make that a strategic habit with different people, like that thing that's supposed to be so unique about me that oh, genuine, like, oh, no, this different energy really is. I, somebody pointed this out to me about a couple weeks ago. He said, you boost people, but the boosting is genuine. I speak to something genuine they've done for me, a specific moment, not just, oh, no, I appreciate you, dog. You, you a dope person. No. Four years ago, when you said this to me on this day, you didn't have to do that. That meant something. Yeah. When I needed that ride, my car broke down and you came up and scooped me with no hesitation. Like, nah, bro, I appreciate you. Like, you a good man. I appreciate you being a friend. Those moments, we don't get enough of those as black men. And when you're the person that gives them consistently, you take for granted how you walk into rooms and all of a sudden, like, people light up when you step into that room. Now your life is beautiful for what you've done in your past. Something like that, like, oh, man, that sounds amazing. I need to start doing that. But now you need to do it for 30 days straight. Nah, that's, that's, now you make it a disciplined habit, right? So that's my entry point for different people. Like, it's always figuring out, okay, how do you want to start? And you making that a commitment for yourself. And then we grow one month at a time to the point of, like, now we're six months down the road. You, you clicking on all cylinders. Bruh, let me ask you. 
you you said you're about to do this, you know, if five you're you're what in year two of a five year. Yes, sir. Where where do you see this going? Like where I, I want you to manifest where you see this going. Where do you where year five, what what do you foresee? The, the blessed man alive. If he if he if he can cook the way he wanted to cook, what does it look like? I just want I I, I need that manifested on this show right now. Just like that, self-sustaining and thriving black communities in Georgia, Los Angeles, Lagos, Nigeria, and United Kingdom. Those four places I want to see where black men have done what they've wanted to do, like they're chasing the best version of themselves, and through doing that, they have a system of other people they're blessing. So whether it's somebody through Drop2, they're a personal trainer, and they've created their own system their own framework for boxing footwork workouts. That's their brand that belongs to them, that they own, that has nothing to do with Tunji Adebayo. But Ryan LLC pays him 100K a year, and he's doing that in Lagos, Nigeria. Somebody else in the United Kingdom, he has hundreds of people or 10 people or 20 people, whoever underneath him, and all he does is graffiti. And he takes different parts of the hood, and he makes it beautiful. And he teaches other people his framework and how to do graffiti. And Rhyme LLC pays him 100K a year. And now there are other young, young black men underneath him figuring out how to be artists, figuring out their own pathway, their own framework. And I don't have anything to do with any of them, right? It's not about me. I'm not the centerpiece. I, I, I look at it like this. I'm trying to invent basketball. Who invented basketball? My guy, nobody cares. It's like Naismith or somebody, but it's irrelevant. Name's Naismith. I care. Right. <laughs> the basketball, basketball heads here, but most people, it's yeah. Jordan. It's Lisa Leslie. It's LeBron. It's Kobe. It's people that perfect it and shift the culture. If yeah. I do this correctly, there will be some people that say, yeah, Tunji, whatever. But really, it'll be Ryan LLC. Really, it'll be uh, Sam in Atlanta. Really, it'll be... Uh, my guy Kofi in LA. Really, it'll be uh, yo. Warren in Columbus, in, Georgia. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's all of a sudden it's these people that are perfecting their craft in different places, and it's building self-sustaining and thriving communities. And really, I learned that from just being a student of the game, like Black Panthers, MLK, Mark X. Like you, you try and be the chosen one, you gonna die, and you gonna die, and it's not gonna be what you needed to be. So my whole thing is, like, if, if I, if I would have died today, I put this framework out into the world, I put it into your hearts, gentlemen. And if I would have be ripped away, y'all, y'all feel how special it is. You're like, no, nah, this needs to continue. So it's mm-hmm. right there for you to pick up. The only thing I still need to do on this planet is get all this patented and trademarked and put into a trust to where it exists. And if I'm gone, it does not matter. That's what I'm focused on. Nah, that's real. Now, that's... everybody can eat, and it's irrelevant whether I'm here or not. So that's what I want. We talk about that, thriving communities, globally, a black man at the centerpiece, cooking, doing what they love. That's real, dog. Look, all right, yeah. before we wrap, I'm, we're going to do this, and I'm going to put you on the spot because you've been doing this for a year and, a, and almost a half now, two years. Give us... One, give us, give us a, a drop. Give us a yeah. drop for us, for us to wrap this uh, this episode. Uh, something that's been on your spirit. Uh, I'll share one of my favorite African proverbs. This is the one that really touches people, and it touches me. And it's an African proverb that says, "If the panther knew how much he is feared, he would do much more harm." And what it means is, the black panther is a creature that only attacks when ruin is provoked really when its back is against the wall. But this creature is ferocious. It can climb trees, it jumps in the water, and it can eat crocodiles, it runs swiftly on land. And our ancestors said, if, you, if this creature woke up today and decided to attack with all of its skills, what could we do with it? Nothing. And they were really talking about us. If we woke up today and you decided, no, I'm focusing on growth, I'm using all of my skills, what could they do with you? And the answer is nothing. So just decide. I'm going to wake up today and every skill, every opportunity I have to grow for me, I'm digging in. There is no way for you to lose. 
even your L's, you break them down and you turn them into W's. So you are the Panther, and let's get it. Yes, sir, man. Look, the most blessed man alive, man, Tunji Adebayo. Y'all go follow this man. Y'all go, you know, y'all, if if you want to link up with him, get on his website, you know, contact him so you can get either one-on-one coaching, get him to get him out to your schools. Right. I mean, th- this this message needs to be spread nationwide and worldwide if you really want to be real about it. And so I just want to Thank you, Tunji, for coming on the show and blessing us. I appreciate y'all. The way you've blessed me, blessing us the way you've blessed me this past right. couple of years. And and so, you know, with that being said, man, I really, really appreciate that, man. Um, for more conversations like these, man, you guys, please, please, please go ahead and 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 follow the show, Instagram, Facebook, uh, You Good Bro Podcast, uh, Twitter is YG Bro Pod. I mean, You Good Bro Pod. Um and you know on on Facebook and I'm not Facebook but YouTube go ahead and subscribe <laughs> like oh, share, share please oh, go, brother, I, I go ahead bro go ahead before bro. he go we had a discussion about brothers not being highlighted being boots on the ground this man is doing those things and it's a nice pleasure man. and an honor and a joy that we get to highlight you my brother. Like, you don't understand, like, having you today and pushing, like, you know, brothers that we fighting for, that we need to grace us with so much game and so much wisdom. I've been taking notes this whole time, man. I said it before. I just want to reiterate it. I thank you, and I appreciate you for inspiring brothers such as myself, uh, younger kids, black, white, girls, boys, whomever. It is greatly appreciated, and I thank you. And, hey, man, don't ever get too big and don't come back to the show now. I'm, just, uh, <laughs> I'm putting that out there right now. <laughs> when I eat, everybody hey, eats. I've been telling hey, people since hey, day one. Hey, man. We all going to eat. We all going to eat. And look, man, thank you thank you so much for coming on, man. I'm Sam Dupin. I'm good. Hey, I'm telling Mikel I'm good. I'm Warren P, and I'm good. I'm the most blessed man alive, and I'm good. All right, right, I'm LLC. LC, just like that, man. We are out. Love.